Well, somebody make some Holy Ghost noise in this house today. Hallelujah. 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 Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. And going quickly to the word of the Lord, Genesis chapter 5, verse 21. And the visitors are saying, they going to preach now? Yeah, we're going to preach now. We're going to have fun. Uh, you know, I, I was talking to someone a while back ago uh, on an airplane, and they said, man, I've, I've been to the Pentecostal church before. He said, but y'all have church a long time. I said, well, I said, the average football game's about four and a half hours. Um, average baseball game's about five hours. And ain't nobody paid their bills. Ain't nobody healed them. Ain't nobody set them free. Ain't nobody healed them from cancer. Listen, I, I promise you, I'm not going to preach four hours today, but I'm telling you about a God that's in this house that can heal you, that can set you free, that can change your world, that can turn your everything that's wrong. He can make it right. I've got a witness in the house today that knows that Jesus can fix it. Whatever it is, Jesus can fix it. Amen, amen. Genesis chapter 5, give honor today to wonderful pastor and first lady. I love and appreciate so much and give honor and double honor to them for truly they are worthy because they're some of God's very best. Amen. Um, Bishop Mayo was talking Tuesday night and I was already in this vein and so it was confirmation. And uh, is it all right if I preach another series? If we just... Because I've learned, I can preach a long time, but it, it's a whole lot better if I break it up into different services. Because you'll you'll follow with me, Amen. I get hungry after a little bit of preaching, uh, Hallelujah. And so I'd be hungry by the time I finish this. So I'm just going to break it up into a couple services, and I don't know how long we'll go. We might go two nights, might go three. Uh, we're just going to follow after the Holy Ghost. That'd be all right. But Bishop Mayo has been talking about. Uh, the faith of the church and so we're gonna we're gonna dive into that vein today and we're gonna talk about it and uh, we're gonna preach about it throughout this week Genesis 5 and verse 21 and Enoch lived 60 and five years and begat Methuselah and Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters and all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Undoubtedly, we will read more about this in the book of Hebrews here in a few moments. But I just want to talk to us for a little while today on this simple thought. We've come this far by faith. We've come this far by faith. How many know that faith has brought you to where you're at today? Faith in God. Faith in God. And would you lift your hands with me right now and let's pray together. God, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. We give you glory. Give you honor. There's so much that we are here to thank you for today because you have really been a good God. Come on, somebody help me pray. God, we're asking you, Lord, right now to have your way in this house. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost flow through this house from the front to the back and side to side. God, let your anointing destroy every yoke. God, there's people here today that need a word from you. God, my lips are just lips of clay and my 
myself there is no good thing but God I know that every good and perfect gift cometh from above and I'm asking you Lord right now to send that perfect gift down today feel somebody with the gift of the Holy Ghost let them speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance God for the first time in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name come on clap your hands all you people and shout unto God with a voice of triumph Come on, somebody, praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Jesus, you're worthy. Jesus, you're worthy. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. There are some parts, parts of the Bible that are boring to me. This happens to be one of those places. Um, those begats just really get on my nerves. Don't look at me like that. You know you feel the same way. You go to reading all them names and can't pronounce them all. You got 14 letters in a name. Listen, if your name has more than 10 letters in it, you, you might ought to go by a nickname. We're just going to call you Bob or Billy or Fred, something like that. But this, this is kind of where we get, this is the monotony of the Word of God, or part of, uh, that it just kind of goes on and on and on. But if we're not careful, we'll just kind of blow through that uh, and we'll miss it. Second, first Chronicles for the first uh, 10 chapters. It's just, and so-and-so begat so-and-so begat so-and-so. And, and we're picking up here today in the part of Genesis that uh, is the descendants of each and every man. It's genealogy. Uh, and we find from in this text a man that there is much mystery surrounding him. Uh, for the Bible doesn't give us a whole lot here in the book of Genesis about uh, this man by the name of Enoch, even throughout the Word of God, as I said a moment ago, we'll talk about uh, from the point of view in uh, Hebrews chapter 11 in a few moments. But uh, there, there's a lot of mystery here with Enoch. There is one other man in Scripture that does not die, but rather is just raptured, and that is the man Elijah. But at least in the case of Elijah, we know where he's going. We know what he's doing. We know what he has just done. Uh, we hear the words that he has spoken. We see that his mantle falls, and it's from one generation to another generation. But we don't get any of that with Enoch. We just read about Enoch and see that Enoch walked with God, and he and God took him. He was not. There was something that stuck out about Enoch that got, that got God's attention to look at him and to decide to take him, that he should escape the pain of death, and he would indeed be raptured. Now, I know that there's a lot of people that say that Enoch and Elijah will be the two witnesses that come back uh, in Jerusalem. My personal opinion, that doesn't matter to the church because we're going to be out here anyway. I, I think me and you are on the same page on that. <laughs> he said it's in the Bible. Amen. But it's, it's this ideology of, of being raptured that that Enoch has something that I want. I want what Enoch had so that Enoch would be walking with God. Enoch was a friend with God. And God will look down and see the faith that Enoch has and would just rapture him. And he would yet again escape the pain of death. How do you know that he was raptured? The Bible tells us he was in the book of Hebrews when it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence 
evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. And through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God that's important so that things which are seen are not made by things which do appear. And it goes on to talk about a man by the name of Abel. By faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice. And then we get to verse 5, and it talks about Enoch. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. And then we know that it was by faith because the word of God says, for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So you could say in short today that by faith in God, Enoch pleased God. By faith in God, Enoch walked with God. By faith in God, Enoch experienced the miraculous. By faith in God, Enoch seen things that nobody else in his generation would see. Why? Simply believing in a God that he could not see, could not touch, but yet he could still feel and he could still see the actions that he did. Well, let me just preach that to Cornerstone right now and tell you that in short, if it was not by faith in God, God would not be pleased with what we are doing here today. How do you know God? God's pleased with what we're doing because it's been 30 years and six buildings. Uh, churches don't see that kind of growth. Uh, when God looked down and seen a young man and a young lady uh, that would come to a place uh, that say it's unbroken, uh, there's spirits of hell that are trying to hold it back, uh, but we're going to preach one God. Uh, we're going to preach deliverance. Uh, we're going to preach that you can be set free from every manner of disease and evil. God looked down and seen something about that, Pastor Mayo, and and God was pleased. How do you know God's pleased? We wouldn't have what we have today if God wasn't pleased with what's going on in this house today. We wouldn't be in this building if we didn't have the testimony that by faith we pleased God. When it was just a preacher and a few saints and a prayer room, somebody had enough faith to look towards the day that it wasn't always going to be like this. And can I elevate your faith today and tell you you need to look at what's going on right now and say it won't always be this way. There'll be a day at Cornerstone that you got to get here an hour early to get a seat. There'll be a day at Cornerstone where you got to show up and the sheriff's office is going to be directing traffic. There'll be... How do you know that's going to happen? Because faith brought us this far. And if faith in God brought us this far, it can get us to where we're going. If faith in God brought us to miracles, signs, and wonders, it'll take us to where we're going. Say, you're acting pretty excited today. You bet your bottom dollar I am because I can see the miraculous uh, that God is getting ready to do in this house uh, with this people in this hour. We don't have to wait 25 years to have revival. We don't have to wait 50 years uh, to grow into another building. Oh, I thank you for all seven of you that are helping me preach right now. The rest of you, I want to tell you right now, we've come this far by faith. And if you think right now that I'm going to stop believing in God for things that are beyond our reach, you've lost your ever-loving mind because I have a God that... Oh. 
that reaches down and does impossible things. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. I want to have the kind of faith that when God walks in this building, he's so pleased that he can't help but to pour out revival. He can't help but to pour out miracles. He can't help but to heal somebody from cancer. He can't help but to heal somebody and them get out of a wheelchair. I want God to be so pleased that when we pray, he sees our faith and he moves. Last Sunday night, I wasn't here. I was in Rialto, California. I just got this message last night. I'm excited about this. It was one of those services. No preaching happened on Sunday night, but the Holy Ghost spoke to me, and it's not because of me. It's because of the faith of God's people and said, I'm going to cleanse somebody's blood tonight. And so I've just, listen, I've been doing this long enough to know that if God says do it, I do it. And if God says don't do it, I don't do it. So you can, you can get, in, oh, that's a whole other message. I'm not going there today. But just know that you can get in a lot of trouble doing stuff that God says don't do. And so the Lord spoke to me and he said, if you've got an impurity in your blood, I want you to come up here. We're going to pray for you. We had an old-fashioned prayer line. All the preachers in the church got a bottle of oil because that's the Bible way. The Bible says if there be any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church and anoint with oil and the prayer of faith will heal the sick. And, and so we began to pray. Little did I know that there was a lady in that congregation that was going in. I think she had an appointment on Thursday. Her pre-op was on Thursday, and she was going to have an operation on Friday. And she had cancer around her esophagus. There was a tumor around her esophagus. And so the doctors went in, and they started doing all of the blood work. And he come out, and he scratched his head. He said, I, I still want you to come back tomorrow. He said, but I, I don't see what I saw before. He cut her open on Friday and looked at her esophagus, had a specialist come in, and he come out scratching his head. He said, I don't know what happened between last month and this month, but that tumor that was there is gone. It's no longer in your esophagus, and there is no more cancer in your blood. She didn't. So what are you telling me? Faith in God got a hold of a little lady that said if the preacher said I can be healed on a Sunday night, I'm going to get out of my pew and I'm going to walk to the front of the church. And something in that little lady got a hold of God's attention and God came down and healed her body. I'm telling you on a Sunday afternoon that that same God is in this house right now. And if you need a healing, faith in God can get you a healing. If you need a breakthrough, faith in God can get you a breakthrough. If you need deliverance, faith in God. I come against every spirit of doubt in the Northwest that says we can't have apostolic revival. And I speak faith right now. Every spirit from hell that says God doesn't heal anymore, you're bound in Jesus' name. I got a God that's a healer. I got a God that's a... He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or even think. Doctor come out scratching his head and said, I don't know what happened. You know what that little lady told him? I know what happened. I went to church, and God still heals. (laughs) 
Let me just hang out right here for a moment and tell you that I know this is, this is simple, but God said I'll take the simple things and I'll confound the wise. If you can just have enough faith in God to reach past your situation, that situation will cease to exist. It does not have to be this way. I'm going to say it again. It does not have to be this way. You don't have to live with this problem for the rest of your life. You don't have to live with this situation for the rest of your life. I have a God that still heals. I don't know what the Sunday school version of this verse looked like, but the Bible says that they looked for him, but he wasn't found. They looked for Enoch, and they couldn't find him meaning that he was translated. His, his mortal body became a spiritual body. And I and understand the angels had not yet seen the body of Jesus Christ yet, so they don't know what all this stuff is doing walking around. I wonder if he gets up to heaven and he walks in and they say, boy, what are you doing here? We ain't even, never seen anybody like you up here. I've come this far by faith. How did you get here? All I can tell you is I believe God when nobody else was willing to believe God. That I reached for God when nobody else was willing to reach for God. Enoch said, listen, I, I might not have done everything right, but by faith I've been translated. And I got a testimony that God was pleased with me by my faith. I want God to look at this old boy today and say, I'm willing to do whatever he asked me to do because his faith is so big and his faith is reaching out to the... God, I, I know if you feel it, if you're spiritually in tune, you can feel that tightness that's in here right now. But I'm telling you, I'm, I've been here before. I'm not, willing, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not intimidated, not one bit. I, I'm willing to preach through this thing if you're willing to ride with me. Uh, we're going to push through this uh, until somebody gets a, kind, uh, gets a hold uh, of the kind of faith uh, that will blow this city to smithereens. Uh, we're going to reach uh, and we're going to believe uh, until somebody in the congregation starts thinking, uh, God's going to save my family. Uh, God God's going to save my children. God's going to save my neighborhood. It's not just our four no more. Thank you, brother. But this is for whomsoever will. And I got the kind of faith that our city will be saved. Somebody lift your hands and let faith arise right now. Come on, let your faith arise. Let there be a, a cry of faith that comes out of you. Come on, let your faith grow right now. Let your faith grow right now. We've come this far by faith. If it brought us this far, it'll take us the rest of the way. I want you to understand something. I'm not throwing stones at anybody, okay? So if you leave here and say, I'm throwing stones, God's going to get you. But I have been to churches that have been in business, put it that way, for twice as long as this church has. That doesn't have a fourth of what this church has got. You want to know why? Because some people buy into the mentality that it's been this way and it's always going to be this way. Thank God for a bishop. Thank God for a man of God. That's one thing I love about the males. They don't care how big it is. 
if God said do it, we're going to do it. That's why we can have the kind of revival we're having around here. And that's why we're going to go forward. And that's why God's just getting started with what's going on in the month of October. It God's not done yet. There's bigger miracles that are going to happen than people getting healed of cancer and people getting out of wheelchairs. There's bigger stuff to come if you can let your faith grow. Let me show you how faith works. Mark chapter 10, verse 46, and they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho and his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. Now, this is how faith works. And when he heard that it was Jesus that was coming by, he heard that it was Jesus. He heard, no doubt, that he was a miracle worker. Faith cometh by and hearing by the word of God. You realize that this story with blind Bartimaeus is quite literally an apostolic service on a Sunday afternoon. He heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. And when he heard, you see, faith demands a response because faith without action is dead. Faith without works is dead. And his response was uh, that he began to cry out saying, Jesus, uh, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And here's what this service looked like. And many charged him uh, that he should hold his peace uh, just like their spirits uh, that are sitting on your shoulders right now telling you I'm preaching to everybody else but you. Telling you this is for everybody else that needs a miracle but this is not for you. How many times have you believed God and God hasn't worked? How many times have you believed God and God hasn't worked a miracle? God hasn't brought out your children. God hasn't turned your situation around. But there's got to be somebody like blind Bartimaeus on a Sunday afternoon that'll say I will cry out all the more. There's always going to be somebody telling you that God's not going to do it. There's always going to be a voice saying God's not going to give you revival. God's not going to work the miracle. But faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the word of God says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The word of God says he's no respecter of persons. The word of God says if you ask anything in my name, I will He'll do it. Woo! You can't shout like that while the preacher's preaching. Uh, watch me. I'm going to get a miracle. Uh, you can't run the aisles uh, while they're singing the song. Uh, watch me. Uh, I'm going to get a miracle. Uh, you can't leave for joy. Uh, you've been depressed too long. Uh, watch me, devil. Uh, I'm going to get joy. Uh, you can't sit there uh, and... Oh and receive your miracle. No, 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 friend. You got to get it in your mind today. Whatever it takes, I'm getting a miracle. Whatever I have to do, I'm getting my miracle because I made it this far by faith and I believe, I believe, I believe that God's going to work another miracle for me. Thank <laughs> you. 
Baby, this ain't emotionalism. This is what it looks like to get a miracle. This isn't just excitement. This is what it looks like for somebody to get a breakthrough. Increase your faith. Many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried out more. The Bible says, I love this part. I could preach a whole message on this part right here. It says a great deal. The more a great deal. Well, y'all make such a big deal about worship. Yep. Because I read in my Bible that people make, that make worship a big deal get the miracle. Y'all put so much emphasis on the choir singing and people shouting, yep. Because the Bible said, if you're blind and you want to see that you got to cry out a great deal. Meaning sometimes you don't get the miracle the first time you shout. Sometimes you don't get the blessing the first time you run. But I'm not going to let what happened yesterday or did not happen yesterday keep me from crying out a great deal. And I like this. I like this. Because the Bible says right here, the Bible says right here, that blind Bartimaeus was sitting by the side begging. And as long as he was begging, Jesus kept walking. But the moment he stopped begging and the moment he started praising, the Bible says that Jesus stood still. See, we got a lot of people that come to church and all you can do is sit in your... Oh. It's set in your situation. And oh God, please feel sorry for me. Oh God, would you work a miracle? I want you to feel so bad for me that you'll come down and heal me. That you'll come down and deliver me. Begging didn't get blind Bartimaeus. One red cent from Jesus. But the moment he stopped begging and he started praising, Jesus stopped and said, what is this that I'm I'm not begging God for revival. I'm praising him for it before it ever happened. I'm not begging God for a breakthrough. I'm going to praise him for it before it ever happens. Somebody got to get a miracle here on a Sunday afternoon because you came in begging, but you're leaving praising. You're leaving worshiping. You're leaving, hey, you're leaving dancing because you know that's what gets God's attention. We made it this far by faith. Why won't praising get his attention again today? Can I take this jacket off? Somebody ought to lift your voice and give God praise right now. He's working miracles in this house. He's working miracles in this house.
Bible says, Erabokosa. It's here right now. It's here right now. It's here. The miracle working power of God just stopped at Cornerstone. He might have passed by, but something just happened in this place. And Jesus stopped at Cornerstone. If you're wondering what's in order to do right now, it's whatever the Spirit of God's telling you to do. Just respond. Just respond. Just respond. Whatever the Spirit's telling you to do, respond to the Spirit of God. Hey! See, ain't nobody got to lay hands on you when you get Jesus to stop. Ain't nobody got to touch you when you get Jesus to stop. I want you to hear me. We're fixing the flow in this. I'm almost done. Musicians, come. I'm almost done. But there is something that happens here, Brother Marks, that we leave out. We come to church shouting and dancing, and we should. That's the first part of this. But the Bible says that Jesus called blind Bartimaeus to him and said, what should I do for you? Now, Brother Mayo, this is interesting to me because Jesus is God. He already knows everything. My response to that is, why did God say that? Why did Jesus ask the man, what do you want me to do? He was all-knowing. He was omnipotent. He knew everything. It's not because Jesus didn't know. It's because he wanted to understand, does blind Bartimaeus know? Because when blind Bartimaeus first heard about Jesus, the Bible says he's sitting by the wayside and he's begging for money. And what Jesus wants to know, does blind Bartimaeus recognize that there's somebody here that can do more for him than put a couple pennies in his jar? Blind Bartimaeus, he asked him, what do you need me to do? Because he wanted, he wanted to know, does blind Bartimaeus understand what he needs? See, some of us are praying for God for, for, for new money and new, new financial issues, and you don't need new money. You need to learn how to work with what you got. Some of us are asking God for a healing, and you don't need a healing right now. You need to learn how to praise God through the... Bartimaeus, do you know what you want? Watch this. He figured out this is this is a church service right here. He heard, he responded, he had people come against him, tell him not to worship, not to believe God. He 
responded even more. It sounds just like church, don't it? Jesus stopped when he stopped begging and started praising. Called him to him. We're getting ready to tell the Lord what we need here today. Whatever it is, you're getting ready to shout it out. But I want you to watch this. Jesus Christ. Anybody ever heard of Jesus? Let me tell you who Jesus is. He's kind of a big deal. He's a miracle worker. Jesus never touched blind Bartimaeus. Am I in the book? The Bible never said, now, Bartimaeus, I'm going to pray for you, and you're going to get your sight. You know what your Bible says? Jesus looked at blind Bartimaeus and said, Thy faith hath made thee whole. I, I want you to get this. Jesus Christ is the biggest miracle worker that there's ever been. And Jesus said, I don't have to pray for you. I don't have to lay hands on you. Your faith has made you whole. Now, right now, we could do we could do it old school, but I don't feel like we need to do it old school tonight. I don't feel like we need to have a prayer line. I feel like there needs to be somebody that let their faith grow so big that you step out in the aisle and there's nobody laying hands on you. There's nobody praying for you, but your faith is going to make you whole in this house today. Your faith is going to get you a miracle on a Sunday afternoon. What do you need? Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Come on, I want you to come to the front of this church and lift your hands right now and tell the Lord whatever it is that you need. Come on, tell him it. Speak it out loud. Speak it out loud. I want my family saved. I want deliverance from addiction. I want deliverance from depression. I want my finances turned around. Come on, speak it, speak it, speak it. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Thy faith.